That reminds me of we went to tour the catacombs in Rome when I was little. I was apparently like the really annoying kid who like wouldn't shut up during the tour. And like I'm realizing how how difficult that must be for a tour guide to deal with. It reminds me of the little kid from across the street in Home Alone who's like, are the McAllisters going to Florida? Yeah. Hey, does this thing get good gas mileage? <laughs> 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 the guy's like, I don't know, kid. I already told you, hit the road. But I was that kid. I was like, is it true that Romulus is buried down here? <laughs> Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. Julio Gallerati, Francis Ellis, the duo. What's up, dude? Just finishing the last bite of a salad. That's my boy. That's my boy. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, so one of our light fixtures like wasn't working. And I screwed in a bunch of different light bulbs to make sure I reset the fuses, which felt to me like sort of a. I didn't know you had that. I know. I know. I know. I I don't know that I would have that. I felt proud. I was like, I was like fairly on top of this. I can't fix it. Like, let's get the people involved. So we messaged the building a few times. It takes them a while for someone to finally come up. Guy comes up, fixes it in two seconds. And I was like, did I just screw it in wrong? And apparently there was some like metal piece that he like. The fact that he could do it so fast, I was like, that's a learnable skill. Yeah. I should, like, the next time someone comes over to fix something, I should just, like, learn how to do what they're doing, if I can. You could apprentice. Because, like, I know that to some degree you need to have, like, experience with tools. Like, there's a couple degrees of knowledge you need to be able to understand certain problems. But this one, I could have figured that shit out. It's cool. I think trades are cool. Yeah. They're so cool. They're so um, defining. Like so many things can just be learned, dude. Like like most most things, most people are capable and have the intelligence to learn to do. Just, yeah. You know, fixing shit, learning how to use tools, learning techniques for anything, right. to do anything. It can be done. Man, that's interesting. There you know, I, I love learning about different unions. Have we talked about this? Not really. Um because we know, uh, you can, how many how many unions could you name right now? I you know I would just assume there's one for most trades, right? I don't so, know the so specific let's, names. Let's the name Freemasons. The Freemasons isn't that a union of sorts? Is it not? Isn't Aren't the Freemasons like a a religious order kind of? They're like a so fraternal refers to a fraternal organizations that trade their origins to the local guilds of. Stonemasons that oh, from the right. end of the 13th century regulated the qualifications of stonemasons and their interaction with authorities and clients. <laughs> so they're related to stonemasons, which were people that would lay stone to create walls or houses, I assume. But it sounds like maybe, yeah, it's unclear, like specifically. Anytime I hear about stonemasons, I think of uh, The Cask of Amontillado by Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. Do you remember that short story? Mm-mm. Did you ever read that? No. So it's a story about a guy who hates this other dude. (laughs) And I think it was under the streets of Paris. They used to have these tombs. Like catacombs? Yes, the catacombs. Exactly. And um, this guy convinces the other guy to come down into them with him. Mm. Because down there he's keeping this incredible cask of wine. Amontillado. Really, really nice wine. 
and they're walking and they're going deeper and deeper and it's getting darker and darker. And at some point, I can't remember how it ends exactly, but he builds a stone wall and seals the guy in alive. Oh, God. Kills him. Jesus. That's pretty spooky. Nightmare. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of when I, like, we went to tour the catacombs in Rome when I was little, uh, when we were in Italy for sort of a long stretch. Um, and I was apparently, like, the really annoying kid who, like, wouldn't shut up during the tour. And, like, I'm realizing how, how difficult that must be for a tour guide to deal with. It reminds me of the little kid from across the street in Home Alone who's like, are the McAllisters going to Florida? Yeah. Hey, does this thing get good gas mileage? <laughs> 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 the guy's like, I don't know, kid. I already told you. Hit the road. Uh, but I was that kid. I was like, is it true that Romulus is buried down here? <laughs> Dude, I just, and then he made me his, like, co-tour guide to, That's like, nice. shut me up. Yeah. But at the time, I thought it was this, like, great honor. But I wouldn't right. stop asking questions. I was really right. annoying. I'm surprised my parents didn't intervene and make me stop. That's nice of them that they thought I was cute. <laughs> well, it reminds me of that bitch on my gorilla trek. Uh, Ryan slowly looked at me when you said bitch again. That bitch ass. Yeah, she deserves that one. She's a bitch on my movie. trip. Yeah. Yeah, she sure was. That woman, I fucking hell. Dude, I'll tell you what. I've uh, been using a Francis technique. And it has really changed my life What's in that? the short term. So, so I don't, it's a combination of a couple things. I think uh, since I'm injured, I'm trying to like eat less inflammatory food to heal my injury. So what have you cut out? For the sake of having something to do. Oh. To, because like, you know, if I can't exercise, it's fun to like actively recover. I've been going to physical therapy. That's one of the other things. Yeah. Which has been fun. So I've been doing physical therapy. I just, I don't know. I fun? Is the I, word? Love, I really like physical therapy. Really? Yeah. It, ma- it makes me feel like I'm doing something to help yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So I've been doing a lot of like shit and my shoulder's feeling much better already. Good. So I'm supposed to go for six weeks. It was a relief that like they take my insurance and like the copay isn't that bad. Like right. it's nice to know that like it's it, there's a good setup in place. It's nice to win, a li- to, to get your insurance to actually pay for shit. It's a good yeah, feeling. Yeah, it's great. And also it can be hard, you know. So, uh, so those two things are, go- are good. Plus... And this, I think, is the key thing. No phone in the room for like the last, not when I go to bed, but just like when I enter the bedroom. The phone, oh, good. The phone doesn't come with me. Uh-huh. I know this is a Francis technique, but even if I have shit on TV or if my mind is racing or I can't go to sleep for three hours, like I have a, a piece of paper and a pen next to my bed. So if there's anything I need to do, I write it down. And no matter how much sleep, I wake up with a ton of energy and no anxiety. And I feel like I've tapped into some like superpower. I feel like I can do Jesus. anything. This is just from taking your phone away? That was the final step. I think like doing things to make myself healthier and like being in control of my life like helps like as far as trying to get the road to recovery from this like stupid injury that I got from doing nothing. Uh, but that mixed with the no phone, like I when I have the phone constantly, it like I go to bed and wake up exhausted. Yeah. And I can't stop looking at it. I keep checking it. I keep doing Terrible. stuff. I keep doing bullshit. Terrible. Uh, and putting it in the other room, man, has like really made a big difference. Gotta do it. And it's, ma- it's changed everything. Even just like the way that just like being with Hillary in bed, like it's made me be able to like appreciate things. The bed reading. is a sacred place. Dude. It's a, sacred, it's a peace phenomenal. place. Place for peace. And I feel, dude, I feel like I can, I'm like talking better. It's yeah. weird, dude. It's I said weird... that. Your vocabulary has really improved. Well, I don't think that that... <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah. It's possible. Mm-hmm. 
But that's funny. Um, but dude, yeah, it feels really, really good. Uh, so thank you. I have another elixir for you for sleeping. Please. We've discovered, which is tart cherry juice. What? Yeah. This no is way. a thing. Apparently. I uh, love it. Uh, my wife introduced this into our lives. And now we drink a, a little bit of tart cherry juice right, be- right before bed, uh, before we brush our teeth. And it's, I think it's got melatonin in it naturally and some other things. And man, I have this and I, I, I sleep pretty well after having had it. Okay. Well, real quick. We talked about the Kojai Blair Witch technique, right? I don't know that we did. did. We? No, no oh, we dude, didn't. We need to talk about <laughs> this. This is fucking hilarious. It's pretty funny. Animals think- doing the darndest things. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, so, you know, in, in introducing Ruby to Kojai, you know, she, she he's, he's definitely doing better. Right, um, I'm sending you the pictures. I'm sending you guys the pictures so you can include. But this. he does this thing where I, I really want it's him so to funny. play with her because she needs someone to play with. She needs another dog to play with. And we can't, we still can't take her outside yet because she hasn't gotten her last vaccine yet, but she's getting it soon. But for now, um, we I, I put we, we have a little gate that we put in front of the kitchen. Dude, and so we so let them funny. goof around in the kitchen. Have and they I, been goofing? Well I put Kojai in there with her and he hates it. <sighs> he thinks he's being punished. And rather than play with her, what he does as a way of showing his displeasure to me and to Sierra is that he will go over to a wall <laughs> in the corner and just sit and stare at the wall Dude, from like a foot it's away. One of the funniest, saddest, cutest things I've ever seen. And it's exactly like you said. It's the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah, like the final scene. She would make the one of the victims like go over to the wall. By the way, what a fucking terrifying movie That's that was. That's a scary was. movie, dude. That movie is eye-wateringly scary. It's really good. It started an entire genre of horror. Yeah. The like found footage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think they That's- made it on like a... Ten thousand dollar really budget, budget or something, and shit. we all thought it was real for like a long time. I remember, yeah, Crazy really job. spooky. Go watch that movie if you haven't seen it. Oh, it's man, it's so fucking haunting. Sixty thousand, sixty thousand dollars. Frankly, that's less than I thought. Yeah. I knew ten thousand was wrong, but sixty grand is. And then the nothing. remake was five million, so relative. Wow, they made a a full blown remake in twenty fifteen. The remake was a real movie though, right? Or was it was it found footage also? I don't know. I'll, I forget. I'll I must find have seen it. I must have watched it. Dude, the last like three minutes of that oh movie my God, are amazing. out of control. It's so Some good. Of the best horror ever. Yeah. It's so intense. Yeah. It's that really fucking house. Really, really. Oh good. my God! I can't even think about like my when I have a lot of fear. I'm getting the chills. My eyes start to water. I don't know why that is. Doesn't that seem? You're a bitch, dude. Wrong. I <laughs> guess I am. <laughs> I guess I am a bitch Whoa. ass. Um, but you, dude, even just like the stick figures, like how scary that is when they find them and shit yeah. in the woods. Like, yeah. it's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, it's also found footage. Oh, okay. The new one. Cool. I bet the new one's a lot more gory and probably overdone. Did it get decent reviews at all? What do Rotten Tomatoes say about the new one? 37. Yeah, it's terrible. And the audience agreed. Oh, mm. damn. Hate to see it. 
Ouch. Guys, I was uh, getting off stage at the comedy club the other night, and a woman came up to me after and said, we really liked your comedy, but I really want to get my boyfriend a pair of the pants that you were wearing. What are they? Okay. And they were bird dogs. Wow. Ah, man. It's crazy. I really do get comments on how much people like my pants when I'm wearing my bird dog pants more than just about any other pants that I own. Uh, so guys, it, they really are versatile. They've got the built-in underwear liner, incredibly comfortable, very smooth and easy to wear. They look nice. They look like they could almost be a business casual pant. Um, and they are going to move with you. Absolutely great pants. Everything from Bird Dogs, including their shorts. Uh, we've been big fans for a long, 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 long time. Uh, great products, really fun, colorful, all that stuff. Go right now to birddogs.com and get your man or your dad a pair of pants or joggers or shorts for the Christmas holiday season to wear on that tropical vacation you're taking in February. Um, birddogs.com, use promo code oopsie. You're, you're going to get something. You'll get something. We don't know what it is, but you'll get it. That's birddogs.com, promo code oopsie. Are there any improvements in their interaction interacting yet? Yeah, he started to play with her a little bit yesterday. And not like baiting her into like yeah, not really. Real it was playing. a little bit more like he got into the downward dog play pose oh. and was doing a little bit of that. He's gonna, they're gonna turn into best. I friends. think so. I think they will become friends. And it's gonna be funny because he'll always have seniority, but eventually he'll be much smaller than her, right? Which is gonna be a fun kind of like pinky in the brain sort mm. of situation, <laughs> or like Joe Pesci and and uh, Daniel Stern. And yeah, we we had a scary on. moment though. Um, which was that Sierra had some some work colleagues over for a, like a, a just a, a meeting jam session or whatever at our apartment, and they ordered a bunch of Levain cookies, mm-hmm. which are incredible, and they were cutting the cookies because they're so big with a knife, and then someone put the knife in the dishwasher and left the dishwasher open, mm. and Ruby went over and licked some of the chocolate from oh, the no. knife. And chocolate is very toxic to dogs. That's not a myth. Mm-hmm. That's for real. It has this chemical compound in it. I can't remember what it's called. Theobramine or something like that. And um, can you look that up right now? The chemical compound in chocolate that's uh, toxic to dogs. And there are certain types of chocolate that are more toxic and contain more Theobramine? of it. Theobramine? Oh, Pretty, well, I, you said right. The the Aubramine is what I said. Yeah, that's the same. You guys. So I'm taking credit. Like, that's a hit. Yep. Nailed it. That's Nailed a hit. It. That's one two. That's like part of your interruption or no around the horn. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, you get two points. Get I'm happy points with that. that. Um, so they list the types of chocolate that the order of of their toxicity to dogs, and number one is cocoa powder. Number two is something else. It's like bittersweet, semi-sweet or bittersweet chocolate. Number three is like dark chocolate. Number four is milk chocolate. Milk chocolate's really, I don't think it's that bad for dogs. Well, it's bad, but anyway. It's only toxic for Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And white chocolate chocolate has none of it. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Um, So we then called Levain. Wow. And asked them about the ingredients that they have in the type of cookie, which was the chocolate with the peanut butter chips. Mm. They were like, do you know what's in these? And they were like, yeah, let's see. We got it right here. Cocoa powder, 
uh, bittersweet chocolate oh, and dark Christ, chocolate Jesus chips. Christ. And we were like, okay. So what did you do? So get this. We're pretty worried. And obviously we're reading into all of her symptoms. She's acting, you know, We, I was like, I'm sure it's fine. I doubt that there was very much chocolate on the knife that she was licking. Um, you know, it says that three ounces is where you have to worry oh. for like a, or I think for every 10 pounds of a dog or something like that. Okay. So you're like, okay, she's probably fine. She's probably fine. There's no way she ate three no ounces shot. of chocolate off that knife. Um, and then, but we're looking at, we're looking up the symptoms, right? And she's lying on my stomach sleeping and she peed herself in her sleep. On you. Yeah, which she had never done before. Interesting. And excessive urination is right at the top of the list of your dog has been poisoned by chocolate. So that was bad. And then I took her upstairs to go pee and brought her up to the top of the stairs. And at the top of the stairs, I set her down and put on her collar and her leash to try to teach her, hey, we're going to the bathroom. And she just collapsed. What? Which she had never done. What do you mean collapsed? Like, like fell on her side? I had set her down on her feet to put the collar on her. And she'd been sleeping for a while. So she was very sleepy. Okay. And she just like. Upon placing her down. Upon she placing her down, her like it. legs just gave out. Okay. And she just okay. like. And I, I thought, uh-oh. That is scary though. I've never seen her do that either. And then we started really getting worried. And there is a hotline that you can call. A my dog has eaten chocolate hotline. Jesus. But you have to pay to talk to one of these people. How much? One was ninety bucks. Oh, another was seventy five. Oh God. And you know, there are not that many um we were looking up what a vet would do. Right. You you need a vet friend. Yeah, and, and it's like if you you need to find a twenty four seven animal hospital the the vet will induce them to vomit, et cetera, et cetera. And we're starting to think like, ah, this fuck, you know, this is getting worse and worse. Um, but we found a. <laughs> we by the way, how fu- is it fucked or not that all medicine for do- animals requires payment? I was thinking about that. Like, is there not some? Dog is there not insurance? some hotline that you know someone should be manning for the greater good? I don't know. You're gonna have to fight, lobby. For I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I get that. Yeah, like, I, hear, I hear you. Pets are are not obligatory. Yeah. Assets in life, and so it, you know anyone who is worried about their dog. If, well, if you want any advice whatsoever, you have to pay for it. Yeah. Including, we are worried that our dog has been poisoned. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I agree. Like, it's frustrating that that. Isn't but there's it? an actual rate. I'd be much more likely to get one a dog if there was some sort of doggy insurance. There is. There is? Yeah. Oh. And we're well, well. working on that. But like still, like every time I've just heard of all how expensive it is to do anything to, to like dogs. Yeah, it's a lot. But we so we, we found we found a a live vet chat person mm. that was forty five bucks. Okay. And we chatted with this guy. And he gave us a lot of peace of mind. He was like, that amount of chocolate's not going to hurt Ruby. Because he said Ruby, I felt like it wasn't a bot. Oh, nice. And it was an actual person. Um, and he was like, you know, she's probably just this. Like, just keep an eye on her. 
blah 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 and she's fine now it's great good but yeah. it's a scary moment that is scary that is scary and i was almost thinking that i felt worse that this had happened under sierra's supervision because i knew that she would beat herself up if the dog had become truly sick right right more than i right would be able to handle it mm-hmm. and i was very careful not to say like how could you have let this happen? Or yeah, yeah. I didn't want to blame or anything like that. Totally. But it's still better than your being your fault. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's be honest. Like I'm just a better parent to the dog. Dude. Uh, so I, th- I don't know why this made me think of this, but um, are you okay with me pivoting topics? I would, I would hope that you would. Okay. So anyway, um, the other day, so I recently changed my uh, Apple TV password not that Hillary ever knew it, I don't think, but I changed it to, I have like a rotation of passwords like we all do. Um, most of them have the same root. And one of them is the same password that I've always had since I was like 18. And whose name is that? Most likely some girl I was dating then, right? Mm. So there's a girl that I was like an old girlfriend, first girlfriend even, whose name is involved in my password. Right. I love that you're still using an 18-year-old romance as your password. Well, dude, th- there were things that I established then that I still use that that was my password. So, therefore, it's in the password rotation. I've graduated to certain other ones, but sometimes when they're like, you need to use a new password, you need to not do this, you need to do that, like, you can't use one you've already used, I like will circle back to that one mm. instead of having to create a completely new one. Uh, so, I had just changed it. And she texts me, she goes, what's, Hillary texts me, she's like, what's your password for uh, Apple TV? And I did like the eyes looking to the right emoji. (laughs) 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 And then I told her, and she goes, are you fucking serious? Like, this is your password? Like, she didn't really, she didn't care. But she's like, is that really your password? And her friends were over too. So she was like, maybe leaning into it a little bit, like just like being funny. (laughs) And I came home, she's like, that's seriously your password. She's like, you can't change your password. And I'm like, Listen, it's my password. I remember it. <laughs> but like, is does she have any light to stand on? If she were to actually be upset, should there be some expectation that you're not allowed to use some other girl's name in a password? It's a good question. That's <laughs> a good question. I mean, um, I I I think that's uh, pretty harmless. Yeah, I think that's yeah. pretty harmless. If she doesn't give a shit. I if didn't it's change eighteen, it. if it's your ex girlfriend before had, her, right? If it was my pr- girlfriend directly before her, how many girlfriends need to happen before? I think it's not so much how many need to happen as it is not the previous the one? age and seriousness uh, of the to, relationship. Because to. at eighteen, Hillary's not thinking anything of that relationship. That's a high school romance. And you know, it's funny whenever that happens. When I'm like, I was eighteen. At some point, this gets thrown in just as a job. She goes, and when I was 10, <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's fucking good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, like clearly, like I didn't change it. She doesn't give a shit, but it is an interesting discussion. And I'm sure that there are some girls out there who would not tolerate that. I, I would bet. You know? I would bet. Absolutely. But as I sent the text, I kind of I began to smirk because I knew that it was at least going to be a discussion. Yeah, I mean, I love I love the idea that the password you're you're like uh, password for Apple TV. Yeah, it's it's um, Julio loves Missy thirty eight. Yeah, <laughs> but right. loves is spelled L U V S. 
I know. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. And that's why I'm giving everyone that I care about, StoryWorth, specifically people who I'm realizing I don't know that much about. Like, I had an uncle who would occasionally just bring up the craziest story that I had no idea about. May he rest in peace. He'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I worked uh, for a bank in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Or we'd be watching TV and Japan would come on. And I'd be like, man, I'd love to go to Japan. Like, would you you ever want to go to Japan? He's like, oh, I've been there. I'm like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of... Japan? What is this, Japan? So anyway, I wish that, like, I had known about StoryWorth while he was still around. Because this would have been the perfect gift to give him. Because uh, basically the way that it works is they will email you questions over time um, that you answer. Um, and as, as that time goes on, a, a story is kind of compiled. So, for example, cool. if you were my uncle, I would gift you StoryWorth. Mm-hmm. And then you would sort of get these email prompts and slowly kind of, like, tell your story mm-hmm. in a way that we may, we may never have discussed. That's cool. Our dynamic. Maybe you're quiet. Yeah. Maybe you don't talk a lot or tell stories like not all relatives corner you and force you to hear their life story that's right <laughs> don't make that mistake story worth is the perfect thing for this uh and yeah like i said at the end of the of the process a book will be compiled and put together that you can cherish and enjoy for generations to come reading the weekly stories can just help connect you with loved ones no matter how near or far apart you are uh guys with story worth we are giving those we love most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash oops, save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash oops to save $10 on your first purchase. Um, dude, speaking of which, okay. Um, I keep saying speaking of which and then talking about completely different things, by the way, but I'm still going to do it. That's fine. So there was some oops listeners at my show at New York Comedy Club last weekend or two weeks, I don't know, something like that. Uh, and during my show, during my set, like, they just indicated that they, at some point, I don't know, whatever. I, I, they're Oops fans. They came off stage after we started talking. They're like, we're huge fans. We're huge fans. Danny Palmer is in the room. Danny Palmer loves chicks, dude. And he was like, dude, chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Palmer loves chicks. Uh, I talk about him on the pod. I was like, oh, they, these girls were cute and younger. And like, he likes younger girls, like whatever. They were like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like early 20s. I'm like, this is, I'm going to tee Danny up here. And it's funny because when you guys, when, when people who listen to the pod come and talk to us, it becomes very clear how much you listen. Because listen, you can be a huge fan of the pod and only have just started listening or only listen to a few episodes or just watched our clips. There's different ways to digest Oops the Podcast, which is great. We want that. We want you to pick, choose your own adventure. But it is funny when someone is like, I am the biggest fan in the world or whatever, and then I bring something up that if they were the biggest fan in the world, they would immediately know about, but they don't know about it. Oh. So this was funny. So I'm like, oh, you guys are huge fans of the pod? Just wait for this. Hey, Danny, come on over. And he comes over like, meh, meh, sort of like awkwardly. And I'm like, Danny Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. You guys have fun. And they had no fucking idea who I was talking about, dude. They had no clue. Oh, they were like, man. oh. And I was like, the pod. I talk about him on the pod. 
I tried to make it like not uncomfortable. Oh, uh, that's great. And you the- should have introduced him as Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Francis, Francis Ellis. This is what he looks like. Hey, everybody. He's not wearing his wig. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but the beauty of Danny is that it doesn't take a lot to make him happy in that situation. Like, mm. he doesn't need to go have a, a, a foursome with them to be happy. Mm. He's happy if he gets to go to the bar with them, buy them drinks, and talk to one of them for an hour. That's all he needs. Wow. And then he'll report back on that. He'll be like, dude, I talked to this chick. We were talking, dude. She was like, dude. And I'm like, is there more to the story? He's like, no, dude, but like, we might hang out again. All right, dude. Cool. Great. That's nice. nice. But it is nice. That's nice. We all make fun of him for it, but like, yeah, he enjoys the chase. Yeah. Not everyone has to close. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Danny, did you close last night? (laughs) No, man. I just fucking talked to her. He's like, no, dude, but she had really high cheekbones, dude. Yeah, she had high cheekbones and we might hang out again. Oh, damn, dude. This guy can't fucking smash. (laughs) You didn't lay the pipe, dude? Dude, I'm going to send you the picture. So anyway... I, I sort of like was like, all right, guys, I'm going home. And he that he sent me a picture of all of them hanging at the bar, which made me really happy. That's that I'm, great. That I'm going to send you. Actually, no, he just took a picture of them. Danny, oh, that's you got to little... get in the picture, dude. <laughs> that's a little odd. Danny, you got to get in the picture. <laughs> this is the picture. It's just all the girls. <laughs> yeah. They're so sweet. They're sweet, right? And he took a picture. <laughs> you're, you're like, are you hanging out with them? And he's like, yeah, all three. You go, all three of them? And he, uh, this is him proving. That's all that is. True, that they're true. all there. Here they are. True. You're right. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> well, it makes it even funnier. Throwing Danny under the bus. But by the way, Danny is going to be on the road with me for a lot of my dates next year too. So this will be a fun Hell tie yeah. tying in situation. You, but, uh, this this does raise a good question though, because you said something. You go, um, you know, these girls are pretty cute, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Uh I avoid commenting on the attractiveness of women entirely now, mm-hmm. basically. How come? Out of out of this weird sense that my wife wouldn't want to hear. Oh, okay, okay. So because I all of a sudden got worried. I'm like, oh, no, like if I didn't, fine. if I talked about you ever on the pod and I didn't mention they were cute, that does not mean that I didn't think you were cute. Oh, I just thought that this was yeah. like. Ooh. Relevant yeah. here yeah. for some reason. Maybe it wasn't, but, no, okay, but, but continue. But me saying like, oh yeah, they're cute, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And I know that my wife objectively would not have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have this thought of like, well, does my policy of sort of absolute avoidance of any sort of um, acknowledgement of, of female beauty around me... Mm make her happier or is it suspicious? I think that there's like a, I think there's a good way to do it. You can't just be, you can't act as if beautiful women don't exist. That's just stupid. I often try to do that. I know, but you can't, I know you can do it within to try to like make it easier to keep yourself out of bad situations or whatever. Not that you need it, but it's helpful. You'd be like, all right, yeah, there's no such thing. Like, I also another thing I do is I just tell myself that I hate them. <laughs> it's a very incel sort Dude, of tactic. That's a funny Tom McCaffrey joke. He's like, "Do you ever see a girl so hot that you get mad at your girlfriend?" <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Sweetie, what's wrong?" And it's like, "I'm just mad that I have to date you." <laughs> Dude, that's fucked up. No, but like, dude, yeah, like a hundred percent. But like, complete acting as if no other people exist in the world who are beautiful. 
in every scenario, meaning talking to your wife or talking, it makes you more likely to not be able to sustain lifetime monogamy, in my opinion, to be completely unrealistic. You have to have, yeah, exactly. You have to have some uh, comfort with it, I think. Let the cat out of the bag kind of thing. There's pretty girls out there. Yeah. You chose your partner and you're happy with it. You know what I often do? To sort of scratch the itch, I, not that there's an itch, but I will uh, comment on the attractiveness of men <laughs> around her. Throw her off the scent. Just say, I'm a, I'm appreciating beauty in all of its forms. Yeah, you're like, what time is your, you know, it's almost by January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> you know my dick. You, you, you ever think about another one? <laughs> you ever think about throwing another one in there? Because I have. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. yeah. No, but um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think uh, I, I, I thought that would be something that she and I might bond over. I thought it'd be fun for my wife and I to talk about the attractiveness of men. I've got because I, I talk about it a lot on stage, too. And I I do. Um, I do really appreciate guys. We talk about international guys. They love lot. guys. I have a I have a thought about international guys today. OK, so. Um, I think we should nail down a date. I really do, so that everyone who is interested in participating can. And people have asked, well, nobody's asked, but I'm sure people would ask, how do I celebrate it? How does International Guys Day manifest? And I think it can be in very small ways. And I think that on whatever day we choose as our official International Guys Day, you can celebrate it with small acts of kindness Anytime a guy tells another guy, I love you, that's International Guys Day. Right? Bonding. Yeah. Anytime a guy gives another guy a hug, that's International Guys Day. And on International Guys Day, we should, be, we should go out of our way to, to tell other guys, I love you, to say goodnight to them, to call a buddy, call, not text. To, uh, you know, little things like that. Just gentle, very... Have I talked about this? Mm-mm. No. Having some deja vu. Um, Bonding. Yeah, lovely lovely lack of fear of, uh, of in, our... Putting your boys first. Yeah, yeah. Just loving man love. Man love. Man love. Man love. I think we have talked about this. Not really. Not this specifically. Like, this specific nuance is new. There's, um, there's a great line in uh, The Grapes of Wrath. One of the great American novels ever written. Steinbeck? Yeah, Steinbeck. Have you read that book? I've seen the movie. It's fucking incredible. The movie's great, too. You didn't like it? I took me. I, I need to give it another another. I pass. would think you would like it. I didn't like it. And I do like old movies. I was just kind of like, yeah. the literal, like the literary greatness is lost um, on screen for me, but whatever. It's a very um, frustrating story and actually sort of reminds me of The Jungle, too. Uh in 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 that there's just this family that's like fighting against horrific odds and getting fucked. Like the Dust Bowl. Fucked, yeah, fucked by lack of workers' rights and and you know no formal system of like minimum wage or accountability from your employer or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just starving. Um, and they uh, the guy at the end, the hero <laughs> goes. Uh, they're like, where are you going? And he goes, wherever there's a cop beating up a guy, I'll be there. I like that. 
some looking for some order. And it, and it's it's just like I'm going to this is my mission in life is mm-hmm. to enforce right versus wrong and um it's sort of this haunting final goodbye from him. Um fun fact by the way, which I, have we talked about this in the pod? Uh, like the so solving that problem was part of the new deal, I believe. Right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So because the, with all the dust and shit, it was making it hard to grow crops. Grow and crops. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah. part of the new deal, I believe, was planting a fuck ton of trees and it solved the problem. Oh, which cool. Which is interesting. I was like, oh, that's a fun. That is cool. Very clever. Whoever yeah. thought of that is a fucking clever dog. And, and it really afflicted the, 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 the center of the country, yeah. right? The, Everybody's like pushing further west to try to like, yeah. get away from it, I believe. Yeah. Is that like during the Great Depression? Right around there. Right, I around, think. right around that time. Um, by the way, I am reading a book right now that is so good that it is it is a joy to read, and I look forward to picking up the book. Um, and it is Cormac McCarthy's The Passenger. Uh, if you are not a serious like lover of literature, you probably won't like this. There's some very dreamy weird sequences and interstitial chapters that feature uh, the protagonist's schizophrenic schizophrenic sister having image, you know, imaginings and kind of just losing her mind a little bit that are kind of weird. But the language is so sparse and wonderful, and uh, I truly think he is the third greatest American novelist of all time. Behind, I think Faulkner's one, and Hemingway's two. And then I would say Cormac McCarthy is three. And then I would say uh, Fitzgerald is four for me. Solid. But then you have to get it. Yeah. Then you get into like Steinbeck. and Whose house is on the Harvard campus again? It was also George Washington. It's a national park site. That's a good question. I don't it's, know the answer. It, it was some famous author. And it was it was a Washington station during the war or something huh. and then it turned into a famous american are you are you getting it ryan give me some time okay okay adam's house yeah we had a no a, no it's not that well it's that's not, the house i lived in um it's a it's a national oh longfellow oh yeah longfellow longfellow did you say house. him no i didn't i don't I've, i haven't i've never read any of the shit i'm not gonna act yeah. like i have a i feel like Hemingway would have been fun to fucking booze with yeah it's pretty. Uh, it was. I. I think he was kind of a dick. Mm. I get the sense that he was kind of a dick Makes because sense. he was in pain his whole life, physical pain. Oh, really? Injuries he sustained in World War ah, One. That'll do as it. As an ambulance driver, that Hemingway move- presented symptoms of bipolar disorder as well as possible borderline and narcissistic personality traits. Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah, like They're exasperated wives. by his lifetime alcoholism. Huge alcoholic, huge booze bag, um, and killed himself with a shotgun. I see it. Um, that movie Amsterdam, which like I know bombed in the box office. I liked it. And I maybe, didn't see it. Maybe it's because I went. I like <laughs> went to the premiere, but like it was cool. To, like maybe that like blinded my judgment of the movie because like everybody was there mm-hmm. and like talking about it. And it was cool. Drake uh, introed it because he's one of the producers. Oh yeah, it was all really cool. But anyway. Christian Bale's character in the movie has like war stuff. Like he had a bunch of shrapnel on his back and like, it's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Like the sort of like scars of war that like you literally take with you. And like, 
he became a drug addict because of it, all mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. My, my wonderful mother-in-law actually just sent me a brand new recipe to make a uh, espresso martini. And it means using used up coffee grinds and infusing your vodka with those coffee grinds so that you have sort of a coffee-flavored vodka. And then once you have that, it's some oat milk and some honey and some other stuff. You shake it over ice. And I'll tell you what, I am going to make some with my beloved Brooklyn Roasting Company Oops Beans this week. We have plenty of used Oops Beans because we're drinking our coffee every single day. Every single day I make my double espresso iced oat milk latte. And now I'm going to use the used rinds, the used beans that we have to infuse a little bit of vodka and make this incredibly pure uh, espresso martini because I'm excited to have a new recipe for that. Um, guys, the coffee itself is absolutely spectacular. You know we stand by it. We live and die by our Brooklyn Roasting Company coffee. If you haven't bought any yet, now is the time. It's a great stocking stuffer. Comes with our patented Oops logo on the front. That lovely sky blue that you know so well oh, with the banana. Yeah. Hell yeah. Best blends from both uh, both of our personalities into this wonderful coffee. Go right now to brooklynroasting.com. Use promo code OOPSBEANS to get 5% off. Buy a bunch of tins for all the people who love coffee in your life. That is brooklynroasting.com, promo code OOPSBEANS. Cool. Um, dude, so did you see that Gallagher died? No. The comedian? Yeah, what a bummer that that like, didn't get more love. I mean, this may be a dated reference, but like when I was a little kid, he, Gallagher was very in syndication. Like You throw on Comedy Central or whatever, and there's just a Gallagher special. If you're not familiar with him, he became most famous by just like exploding giant fruits on stage and right. you'd wear a poncho in the front row of the right. show. Right. Really like weird sort of thing. Watermelons. Yeah. With War- a big mallet hammer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, How that be was a thing. I know. I want to know more about it. I'll never know. But dude, at one brief period of time, he was coming around the comedy clubs for like six months and I used to see him all the time. Oh, really? And he once gave me the most bizarre piece of advice it was it was more of like a conversation, I think but you've told me this, but I want to hear it again. Yeah, he uh, he was kind of like he he almost had this vibe to him where he kind of like floated around. So he was at the bar one time, and I kind of pull up, and he goes, "Can I ask you a question?" He's like, "Do you respect the audience?" Yeah, I told you this, uh, and I was like, "I don't know." Like, I guess he goes, "Well, how can you crush them if you respect them?" Wow. And then he just sort of like floated off but didn't break <laughs> eye contact. I was like, this is so weird, dude. I feel like a family guy version of Gallagher. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, I wanted to give him my little tail, my little Gallagher tail to set him off since I feel like that didn't get enough exposure. That's good. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Gallagher. I feel like Caroline's closing. R.I.P. Caroline's. Yeah, Holy R. I. P. shit. Caroline's. Crazy, right? Uh, one of the most uh, biggest fixture comedy clubs in the New York City comedy scene. First, first headlining set I ever did. Same. First yeah. place I ever headlined. Did you breakout series? Yeah, I did breakout. Yeah. Um, when did you do it? Uh, probably 2000... I gotta think it was probably 2018. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. It wasn't long after I started working at Barstool. Yeah. Crazy, man. Um, and I sold it out, and they wrote me a check that was absolutely not... Oh, yeah. Reflective of how many tickets I'd sold. Does that upset you? To this day. Interesting. I, yeah, I never actually thought about that, but I guess same. <laughs> but I don't know. In my head, I've convinced myself that I didn't deserve to be headlining or something, but that's not true because I filled the seats. Yeah. So, um, right. but whatever. What are you going to do? 
You yeah. get to say, uh, I, I headlined the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, I like the people over there, though. Um, and they do the New York Comedy Festival, too. Yeah. I wonder who, are they going to still do it? Like, I, they said they're keeping their Instagram up and stuff. Hmm. Um, um, cool. Dude, my dad has uh, these, like, cousins coming to town who he's never met, I think. Like, we have all, so apparently, my family history is the following We moved, the Gallerati's when they came to America moved to New York. Pittsburgh and Texas separately. My dad's grandfather actually moved to America at one point to work in the mines in Pittsburgh. Oh my God. Coal mines. Had my dad's oldest uncle, who has since passed away, and then he moved back to Italy, and I guess like had my grandfather in Italy. But the reason why my grandfather was able to move to America so easily was because his brother was born in Pittsburgh. That's the story that I just learned. Wow. Uh, so anyway, cool. he, he's meeting up with some of these cousins and my dad will do this thing where he'll call me and be like, yeah, so uh, I'm meeting up with these people. And then he's like, do me a favor. Can you find out where the like original Ray's pizza is? Hmm. And I'm like, dude, no, like <laughs> this is very, like, we have to do the same thing to find this information. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And your dad is kind of a researcher yeah, by I'm trade. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. You don't feel like doing this, like, but you should, this is, this is your jurisdiction. Yeah. Like if you need help booking flights, cause dude, he booked a flight to Wyoming with my mom. That was, they spent like 200,000 sky miles and there were two connections. I'm like, uh, bro, what are you doing? This yeah. is a terrible choice. And he's like, I don't know. I'll get you next time. If you want to call me to ask about flights, fine. But bro, Google where Ray's pizza is, dude. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Is that fair? I go back and forth about being like, is it, it's my dad, so I'm supposed to just like do it mm. and like, okay, but we need to meet in the middle. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, um, I'm also, this, this fascination that a lot of people have with tracing their family lineage. Do you have that? Uh, not really. Do you think that comes in later in life? Maybe. And I think that in White Lotus, this isn't really a spoiler, like, the scene where they like meet their family and the family yeah. like doesn't give a fuck. It, it was a really real feeling scene yeah. to me. Yeah. And like, I just picture people in like the towns that my family's from. Like the, there's always some old lady like sweeping the sidewalk, yelling about something yeah. who like has no teeth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. And it rang really true to me. But anyway, uh, I don't care that much, but I guess I sort of care. Mm -hmm. I haven't yet gotten the urge to go see where my family signed the book at Ellis Island. Uh... Have you, do you have that? I mean, no, I, not at all. I don't and I honestly, um, it's so strange. And I, I, I feel bad saying this, but my family to me is my parents, my sister, my brother-in-law, their kids, my wife. Some cousins? Our dogs. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't even really include cousins. I mean, I, that sounds really cruel. But like when I think of my family and when I sort of uh close my eyes sometimes and like uh say a prayer i guess i'm 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 thinking of just my most immediate family memories mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean for me like i have it just depends who they are you know what i mean i, I kind of do this with with my loyalty this might be a, a character flaw but i have trouble being loyal to a sports franchise because the fucking players of the team change right and sometimes i don't like them Mm -hmm. I'm just supposed to like them now. Yeah. You know, with family, like this whole, like, right. but with family thing only goes so far for me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So like certain, I have distant cousins who I'm close with. Like my cousin, 
my like second cousin first removed, like Luca, who I feel like I'm tight with. He lives in Atlanta now. He's like technically my dad's cousin. Like I don't even fucking understand how we know each other, but I feel like I'm tighter with him than maybe I am with certain other family members or something. I don't need to like what blood that thing. No, no. Pump the brakes on the what blood. Outside of your immediate (laughs) family, I think those relationships are, are basically just friendships. Yeah. And they're only friendships if they are actual friendships. You don't owe friendship to those people. If you have a shitty cousin who says, like, you owe me your time or your correspondence because we're blood related, hmm, I don't know. I don't think right. I do. Right. If we're for, like, yeah, I have t- cousins who I'm tied with who, of course, I'm, I go out of my way. Yeah. For, but, dude, yeah. like. And if anyone in my immediate family, you know, had a ridiculous drug addiction or something, yeah, I would not turn i hope i wouldn't turn my back on them uh because they're immediate family but beyond that yeah i'll just say like good luck yeah dude. all right yeah don't care <laughs> don't care don't care dude i've been whipping up a storm with hello fresh man oh you are a, an absolute chef de cuisine i'm a naughty boy a ce moment <laughs> tu as bien gagné bien sûr de, de cuisiner <laughs> du cuisine uh, dude, I've been ripping it, cooking yeah. it up, ripping it up, making delicious stuff. And I'm making stuff that I never knew how to make. Because I like I said before, there is a bit of a learning curve sometimes with activities if you need prior information in order to do it. Yep. And when it comes to cooking, I would equate that with knowing how much of an ingredient to That's use. That's the big thing. Yeah. If someone's like, shave ginger, shave some ginger. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. If someone's like, uh, mix a roux together. Yeah. First of all, what the fuck's a roux? Yeah. Second, you know what I mean? HelloFresh does all of that for you. Pre-portioned, ready-to-go ingredients. So it'll be like step five. Take the roux out of the tiny little roux bag and mm. dump it into the thing. Right. It's all literally anybody could do it, dude. I am a mama's boy through and through. I didn't do a single chore growing up except emptying the dishwasher, and I complained about it every single time. <laughs> I am not equipped to take care of myself, and here I am cooking up full meals, dude. Yeah, it's Popcorn, impressive. shrimp, cooking rice, cooking quinoa. Damn. Making me hungry. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it big. I'm deep frying things, dude. Oh, my God. I don't have a fryer. No. I, dude, I am the HelloFresh kitty. <laughs> <laughs> I am a HelloFresh kitten. Uh, it is the best, dude. Right now, go to HelloFresh.com slash oops18. 18. And use code oops18. 18. 18. For 18 free meals plus free shipping uh francis <laughs> francis. francis go to hellofresh.com slash oops 18 and use code oops 18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping francis francis so dude uh, i was in physical therapy and my therapist who by the way is amazing um her kids are tennis players and she brought it up and one of her kids plays tennis in college and i was like oh i play tennis in college and she goes what and i'm like yeah yeah i, I play tennis in college and this, by the way, this is the first day we met. It's not like weeks had gone by and I didn't bring it up. It right. came up. I might not bring that up right away, but it came, it came up. I was like, yeah. She goes, well, what division? I was like, division one. She goes, what? She goes, no, are you serious? I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> what What don't you believe about it, dude? I'm yeah. 30s fucking, I'm in my 30s. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that I don't look like ready to go out there and play best of five. That may be true. Uh-huh. Thanks for reminding me. But also, like, what? I don't know. It's, it's so funny. People, like, do that to me. People you know love why, to, like... You know why people do that to you? It's because you're so humble. It's because you're humble. You think so? Yeah, dude. 
I, you know, you the way you tell play people that you played tennis at in Division One in college is like, you know, I I don't know how to put it. When I say it, I annoy people. <laughs> with it i'm like but dude, and then they're and they're like i bet you did you don't of lead you with did. it you don't lead with it no i don't lead with it but it's like it's clear from how egotistical i am that i <laughs> must have played lacrosse in college that's funny but you could argue that tennis is obnoxious too to say like tennis and lacrosse are lacrosse is probably slight slightly more obnoxious to it's say. more like of a said, trope so yeah, somehow you saying it would be more annoying to people if you were if if you were like I played tennis at Harvard. Lacrosse is the only more lacrosse and golf are the only more annoying sports you could possibly say. Tennis might even be water more annoying polo than golf. is up there maybe. Yeah. Um. What else is there? Horseback riding crew. There, I, I, there, squash. 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 Squash is number one. Squash could be number one. Squash and rowing is up there. Rowing's probably, up there too. Um, so anyway, dude, yeah, like I hear, like I get into that every fucking time, but I am grateful that the, uh, physical therapy people are, are nice and good. And I think that maybe they are nicer to me now because they know about the tennis connection or something. And anytime I brought up a tennis reference, she was like shocked and like, she thought I was lying less and less. (laughs) I was like, oh yeah. She's like, yeah, my kids are skiers. I was like, oh, like Yannick Sinner is a skier. She goes, yeah, exactly like <laughs> exactly like Yannick Sinner. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. this is so crazy. It's uh-huh. so frustrating. That's um, funny. I, yeah, that's um, great. I, I played tennis with uh, a, a woman this past weekend. I really wanted to play. I was bummed out that I missed out on that. I played tennis with a woman who was the best, with all due respect to Hannah Burner, who is absolutely spectacular. You think she could take Hannah? I think this girl was better. So, but this, this girl is, played pro. So this is the thing to remember, though. Um, well, she did. Yeah. Was she? What was like her? Ranking? I don't know. Because I bet Hannah could have played pro. Probably. She claims she got the yips in college and like couldn't make a second serve or something. Hannah hammers the ball, dude. This girl hits it so hard that I felt like I had to get out of the way. Wow. I mean, there was no chance of me picking the ball up and hitting it back right. to her. And in Hannah's defense, sometimes like a person who like rallies more impressively or something doesn't necessarily make them like better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I rally well, but I'm not hits, a good tennis player. She hit the player. cleanest ball you're, she's, you've ever played this, against. Dude, it was exploding off her racket. The thing that make like the best male tennis player and the best female tennis player playing each other, like the guy will win every single time. The thing that makes that the case is not how hard. The ground strokes are being hit. It's the movement. There's other things. So it's like serving, first of all. Like guys are serving bigger, way bigger first and second serve than women usually. Yeah. Um, the sp- like spin. Like guys, may- like maybe this is this is not okay to say, but like guys can hit like a heavier spinny ball and like the top guys are typically faster than the top, than the top girls. Yeah. Those are the things. But like hit a ball in the strike zone of a top woman and she will hit it as hard as guys. Wow. All day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Madison Keys hits the ball as hard as guys. Like, this this young lady I was playing with over the weekend pounded the ball. I just I I was like I can't cuz I've played with a very dear friend of mine who was a very good Division 1 player as well. Oh yeah. And I thought how could anyone be better than yeah. him? Yeah. And this girl hit it as hard as he does. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like 
yeah. astonished. Dude, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, but yeah, the one thing I always found interesting about tennis is like, sometimes you'd be warming up with a kid who's like a guy who's ranked really high and you'd be like, how is this guy good? And then like you play them and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's just like some people have a more impressive looking game and then it doesn't necessarily make them better than somebody with a less impressive seeming game. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I like there was sometimes like the sort of squirreliest, weirdest warm up people like kick my ass worse than I've ever had my ass mm. kicked. Interesting. So I don't know. Um, I don't know why I feel the need to make that point, but like it is a thing. You know what I mean? To, yeah. to, I think it's because I'm defending Hannah. I think that's what it is. I'm giving Hannah the benefit of the doubt because Hannah's very good, dude. Yeah, she's spectacular. We're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a little facts with Ryan. Where are they lying? Okay. Where are they lying? Facts with Ryan. Where are they spying? Where are they spying? Where are they crying? All right, just a couple today. Uh, we opened up with trades and which ones possibly were the most attractive, most appealing. So the most attractive tradesmen, according to women, are electricians. The least attractive tradesmen, according to women, are road workers. Wow. Wow. Hmm. The most attractive tradeswomen, <laughs> women, according to men, are edu- engineers. I was going to say nurses. And the most attractive... Is that a trade? Yeah. And they another... A union. And an, the, the second is... Uh, the second most attractive tradeswoman, according... The most attractive tradeswoman, according to women, are glazers. According to women? Yeah, women to women. Like donut glazers? What What's are glazers? a glazer? <laughs> I don't know what that is either. A glazer. A glazer? Gla- they install glass. Oh, oh that's cool. <laughs> I thought it was somebody who worked at Krispy Kreme or yeah. <laughs> maybe a bakery. That's one of my dad's favorite jokes, by the way. He goes to the bank that used to be a Krispy Kreme. And he goes, can I get uh, two glazed donuts? Because <laughs> you see the look on their faces. I'm like, oh, you really got them. You got them. <laughs> and then, uh, Julia, you did a pretty good impression of Mitch Murphy from Home Alone. So I sent oh. you guys uh, oh, the two quotes that he's had. Oh, nice. I thought maybe Francis could play the mailman. Yeah, I'll play the, the mailman. delivery driver. And yeah. Julia, you do your thing. Okay. I'll, you play Mitch, and I'll play the airport driver in scene one. Okay, okay. Hi, I'm Mitch Murphy. I live across the street. You guys going out of town? We're going to Orlando, Florida. Well, actually, first we're going to Missouri to pick up my grandma. Did you know if the McAllisters are going to France? Do you know if it's cold there? Do these fans get good gas mileage? <laughs> Gee, kid, I don't know. Hit the fucking road. <laughs> How fast does this thing go? Does this ha- does it have automatic transmission? Does it have four-wheel drive? Look, I told you before, kid. Don't bother me. Now fucking beat it, you bitch. <laughs> End scene. End Very scene. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Mitch you. Murphy. I love that. That's a, what a great character. I love that. Where are they now? Francis, what do you got coming up, pal? I have Philadelphia performing at Helium February 1st. Then that weekend, I think February 4th or 3rd, yeah, I'll be in Atlanta. And then the next night, I'm in Nashville. And after that, I've got a slew of shows. Minneapolis, Chicago, blah, 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 blah. Check out my tour dates for the Hero We Need tour. That's me, folks. <laughs> the Hero We Need Hell yeah. at com. How about you, G? I'm going to be in St. Petersburg, Florida um, in January and then in uh, D.C. in March and Rhode Island and Atlanta in April. Danny Palmer will be with me for a lot of the shows. So if you're a long, young chick who's into guys pushing 50 who still got it, <laughs> Uh, I got the guy for you. Uh, But tickets at my website, notjulio.com. Look forward to seeing you soon.